this year already, you know, four or 500 grand in sales at about a $2 million run rate right now with the goal to do 4 million top line. What really makes their business interesting is their average repurchase rate. The average customer is coming back four times, buying over four times, which is really amazing. Also, a lot of lessons there in transitioning from a software subscription service to an e-commerce service to how do you bundle to how do you, how do you get cart value doubled since the last time I had them on. Regardless, they're on a tear. This is episode 730. Coming up tomorrow morning, we'll learn from Paul Walsh. And we ask the question, should you call people customers if they aren't actually paying you? Pet peeve of mine. But first, here's today's episode. This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 units sold mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Hello, everybody. My guests this morning are the founders of a company called Mori. That's babymori.com. We've got Akin and Cam. Cam is the chief growth, uh, growth officer and co-founder at Mori, responsible for building out their essential babies brand, the creative use of marketing and technology. This summary represented the brand at the 500 startups Mountain View Excel writer, which many of you guys are familiar with. Prior to Maury, he studied an MBA at London Business School and held various roles in Australia, France, and the UK in engineering, business development, finance, and event management. Akin, Cam, are you guys ready to take us to the top? Yeah, definitely. Awesome. So Akin, fill in the gaps here. Obviously, we just heard about Cam, but how did you two meet? Uh, we, we did intern at JP Morgan and then both uh, did investment banking J- uh, together while there. JP Morgan for baby stuff. Who makes that trade? <laughs> well, I, I was focusing on technology and media companies uh, and did a lot of subscription businesses as well while at JP Morgan and while as a consultant before as well. Uh, so as far as it seems, there's still a lot of similarities between what we have done before and the company we're creating now. So tell us about Mori. What does it do and what's your revenue model? How do you make money? Uh, it's a direct-to-consumer business model uh, where we are creating a brand, manufacturing our very high-quality baby essentials products and sell it direct-to-consumer uh, to our customers, mainly in the UK, but also uh, globally as well. Uh, we have about now, I think, uh, over 10,000 customers over 50 countries globally. Yeah, acquiring about 1,000 customers per month. Great. And let's get into, in a second, kind of how you're acquiring these additional customers. Uh, but first, yeah, so take us through, like, so, so what's the best selling? What's, is, the, is the subscription service the best selling product, or is there a specific product that you put in the subscriptions that's a best seller? What, what sells the most? Uh, our direct, the non-subscription model, uh, regular e-commerce is what we sell on the most part. Uh, but what we have is we have really high uh, repeat purchase rates. So when a customer What's really high? Uh, monthly, monthly good customers are buying, and that's why we're actually looking to relaunch a new and improved subscription model to really take advantage of, of that behavior. So, like, I'm looking at the website. Like, it says under your best sellers, uh, the, the clever sleeping bag for 59 euros is, is one of your best sellers. Is that just this month or of all time or what? That's for the last six months that had been our best seller. So the product price in US dollars is about $75-80. Yep. And that is one of our entry products, basically. And so what is the... So you mentioned like repurchase rate. Are they coming back and buying this same thing because their baby has grown? Or are they buying something new next month? So there, there's a size up one, uh, which is, you know, you buy the uh, larger size on a sleep suit that you're purchasing, for example. Uh, but uh, about... 
70% of the sales are coming from the other uh, add-on items like the towels or the sleeping bags or the muslins that we have. Mm -hmm. uh, so what we are trying to capture in the new uh, subscription model that we are uh, building up is not just the size up portion, but this entire behavior of the repeat customer, loyal customer. And our average mother uh, so far have already purchased more than four times on our website. And when you look at our monthly uh, revenues, about you know third to half uh, minimum comes from the repeat customers. Sorry, say that say that again. I didn't understand. Your monthly revenue is what? About up to half of the revenues every single month comes from our repeat customers. Got it. And are they, is that is that them? Is that because they're paying for a subscription model, or because they're coming back to the website and buying something new? They're buying something new. Got it. And how do you know if how do you know if that is a function of babies grow fast, so the things they just bought don't fit anymore, versus it, like they're just addicted to your brand and they're going to keep buying? In other words, do you have a finite life cycle from age like zero to age three? Because then the baby stops growing and repeat purchases drop. Um, yeah, it's, it's so we serve up to three years old, so basically newborn to three, uh, but our sweet spot ends about two, two and a half years old. So the way we track the sales is, uh, you know, you look at what customers buy. If they're buying apparel item, this uh, size up. Mm -hmm. If they're buying non-apparel item, which are the sleeping bags and towels, they're more like you need one or two in the lifetime uh, of those few years. Got it. So you mentioned the average customer is buying kind of four times. What, what's over the four. over four times? Yeah. Uh, what's the what's like the average cart value you're looking at? It's about a hundred dollars now. Okay. I think that that's almost doubled actually since we spoke to you last time. Yep. And one of the reasons Akin has alluded to is as a brand, I think we've grown our range a lot. So there are a lot more options for, for upselling and cross-selling across the website. Uh, and that's really allowed that sort of um, average order value to increase, but also the repeat rich purchase rate exactly. to increase. And Cam, it sounds like based off your bio, you're the guy kind of thinking about that sort of thing, the technicals, the upsells, the backend stuff. Are there tools you're using to determine what to upsell someone that just bought the, you know, you know, the baby onesie or, or how do you, what's the technology that powers that? Um, one, one technology that we're using is Clavio. Um, that Spell allows that us for us. Clavio, K L. A-V-I-Y-O. <laughs> not, not an easy one. K-L-A-V-A-Y-O. V-I-Y-O. V-I-Y-O. Holy mackerel. Okay. Um, it links, it ties quite nicely into our Shopify site. We also use MailChimp for our email marketing. Mm -hmm. But Clavio allows us to get smarter around you know, product recommendations and dynamic product recommendations to customers. So... You know, if they bought the top, we're recommending them the bottom. If, if they bought the smaller sleeping bag, we're recommending the larger one at, at the right time. And we found that, that that's helping us a lot. And did you so have to go in? Well, real quick, Akin, before we get to that, did, Cam, did you have to go in and manually pair these things up? Or does the machine teach itself based off natural, like, bundling? Uh, I, a lot of it, a lot of it's still manual at the yeah. moment, I think. Just, just putting in the smart logics. Um, we've actually got a meeting later today to sit down with our digital marketing manager to go through some more logic. At the moment, we're doing, as I mentioned, some of the low-hanging fruit, and we're looking to keep it quite simple to begin with and just get smarter with those iterations as we're going. But we would always be interested in something that's a little bit more dynamic as we as we get on. And now, can I cut you off? What were you going to say? No, I was saying that we have in our advantage uh, to know that what usually uh, babies need in their first few years. 
So it's actually creating these logics are not rocket science, basically. You know that, you know, at certain age, babies will need a larger size towel, the toddler towel versus the smaller baby towel that they were using. So as Ken was mentioning, uh, creating these logics is not actually that much of a problem. But I think over time, uh, being able to predict uh, the timing a bit better and linking the other purchases that the same mother has made or the gifter has made will allow us to uh, be a bit smarter around this. Yeah. And where are you guys at kind of now in terms of size? So like last year, 2016, what was total top line sales? It was about half a million. Okay. Uh, and uh, how'd that compare to the year? Uh, I forget what year did you launch it in? So the main collection launched only last year, end okay. of February. So basically 16 is our first uh, real year. And we close, as Ken mentioned, at half a million. Currently, we are on track for a run rate of 2 million, uh, but the goal for 17 is about 4. Sorry, the goal for 2017 is to do 4 million top line? Four million. And yeah. you're currently at a 2 million run rate, meaning you did, what, about 180,000 last month sales? Yeah, about 150. 150, yeah. Awesome, very cool. So it's interesting because I, 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 I there's a lot of these like uh, hybrid companies that I'm having on my show, which they're taking advantage of multiple different business models, right? So like you guys, it's a combination of kind of product sales, but there's also like this SaaS element where you start talking about things like LTV and CAC and churn and and ARPU and all this. And then you know I had a, a guy that ran a burger stand on the other day who realized <laughs> he only sold during two hours to foot traffic but he still had to pay for the kitchen all the time so now he does subscription burgers in a box right for the unused inventory <laughs> and um so how do you, I, the thing that i always wonder about this is it adds so much com I, I guess it adds so much complexity to a business model i mean there are people that struggle just to sell a, like the one-off products not to mention put a subscription layer on top of it how do you guys stay focused I, I think uh, we focused on and pivoted several times over the last uh, year and a half uh, we launched a subscription business, then swapped to regular e-commerce purchases. Oh, oh! And, subscription and was so, first. Exactly. Subscription was first, but it was more on the size up and apparel items and with a very limited product portfolio to start testing things. And then once we uh, launched our main collection and then uh, swapped to regular e-commerce purchases, um, the, that's when the business basically uh, picked up. And then uh, when we look at our customers and repeat rates and the type of products that they're buying, we realized that what we were trying before, just on the apparel and size up, was not the behavior of our mothers. It's not like a newspaper that you need to buy one a day and that's, that's all you need. Uh, what is different in our market is that uh, about 50 to 75% of the market is through uh, gifting. Mm -hmm. And there is no way for Mori to know uh, our what gifts our mother uh, received. So the new subscription model that we are going to launch in a few months is uh, allowing people to pick and choose a bit more flexibly rather than us uh, dictating what the, the next parcel should be. Wait, what do you mean? You're saying the mom's not the actual one buying, it's the friend of the mom who's going to gift the mom stuff? Or the grandmother, uh, basically. So us, let's say, assuming, the fact that, assuming that the mother will need a blanket this month is, is basically just like, you know, <laughs> out of thin air. Uh, so what we will be allowing is uh, allowing a subscription on basic products like a sleep suit, which is again our second bestseller on the website. Just like a digital uh, version of Amazon Dash. Exactly. So it, um, Dash is still more uh, on demand, I would say. Ours will be more. We will have a layer of regular basic subscription with a monthly engagement with the customer, and then allow customers to dash basically as they need along the way. Yeah. 
I think I think Dollar Shave Club's a good read across. You know, what we've done a lot this year actually is to focus the business around you know, brand building and organic growth. And a lot of what we've been doing is engaging with our customers and asking what they would like and also working out how we can grow a community around the brand as well. And subscription is something that has come out through that. Um, and, you know, we think also will be a nice uh, way to acquire customers. Um, we're looking at subscription particularly as a, as a as it's a regular purchase um, that will have sort of lower order values, mm-hmm. uh, but will also allow us to acquire uh, customers. Yeah, yeah. When you guys look at so of the 150 grand you did last month, and this interview is being recorded in what is it, late May, almost June first. So this would have been uh, what April of the 150. What percentage of that was recurring people on subscription plans versus one-time checkouts? Uh, about uh, I think 50? in terms of 30, sorry, 40 percent of that revenues uh, repeat customers. About 50 percent of the transactions are repeat. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I get, see. This is where I struggle talking about this business model. So when you say a repeat customer, does that mean they're not they're not on a subscription plan? They just came back to the site for a second month and bought again? Exactly. Yeah. So a customer who had already made a purchase makes a purchase in that same month, either sec- for the second time or 20 Okay, are you yes. including, though, in that 40% number, also everyone on a subscription plan? Uh, our current subscription model is almost phased out. That's why we, we have been phasing it out over the last, oh. let's say, six months. Yeah. So that's why when we say repeat, it doesn't mean subscription. The subscription model, which we just explained, will be launched uh probably mid-July. Got it. So you're phasing out your current subscription model, and in exchange, you're going to launch one specifically targeted grandmothers that want to buy a baby blanket once per month for their daughter. Yeah, the way we explain this more like subscription plus membership model, not just the regular subscription model, uh, just like yeah. Dollar Shave Club, for example. Yeah. Sorry, I led with the subscription stuff because on the website, it seems like you give priority to the Mori Essentials, the Mori Starter Set, and the Sleep Time Sets. Like Those are at the top of the site versus the individual products. Yeah, so those are just bundles, which is separate to subscription, but still a lot of our mothers buy as a bundle, but it's just a one-off purchase, basically. Got it, got it, got it. It's a volume volume type discount. So similar, it's a hybrid model similar to Honest.com, actually, Jessica Alba's business. Yeah. So this is like the interesting thing that you guys have that that is unique to anyone else I've really interviewed is your customer cohort like outgrows you, right? Like the the faster like those babies grow, you know, after they hit year three, I imagine you basically say, crap, we don't have another way to re-engage them unless the mom has another baby or the grandma has another kid and that kid has another baby or like, so how do you think, I mean, maybe that's why you're building a community, right? Because then you use the community to sell new things. But how do you think about lifetime value after year three like our average mother who made over four purchases one of them was a gift mm-hmm. which tells us that the mothers don't only buy for their own baby so the lifetime is actually longer than the three years that currently that we are covering yeah uh, but even within those three years uh, increasing the product product uh, portfolio allows us to increase the uh, lifetime value of the customer we launch a uh, Batches, for example, recently, and we are going into different uh, letters within text, textile essentials as well. Uh, the idea is to hit, you know, the ages a little bit above three as well, but over time, currently, there's still so much for us to capture within the first three years of the baby. Last question here before we wrap up with the famous five. Yeah. It sounds like you guys are spending a significant amount acquiring customers. Uh, what are you spending per month on paid spend, and where are you spending that money? 
Go ahead. I think I think last month it was around fifty thousand dollars. I would yeah. say um, a large portion of that is on social media advertising. Facebook and Instagram are where we're particularly strong, but we're also starting to do a bit more PPC. Yeah. And we've recently launched a retargeting program with a brand called Critio here in the UK, um, which is helping us put out a lot of retargeting ads, which is which is having a good return for us. Yeah, that, that's why being able to focus on organic acquisition is in the core of our business model right now. And that's what we are focusing on all our branding efforts, building the community and word of mouth. Because uh, otherwise, like when you look at the, our growth rates on revenues, which is about 20 to 30 percent, uh, depending on the month, the growth on ad spend is just about 5 percent. Yeah. Uh, yep. So it, it, we are doing paid acquisitions are less and less of the total revenues, basically, or total customers acquired. Yeah, makes good sense. How much capital have you guys raised? Um, we just closed a two million uh, round. Breaking news. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> what did you do? Uh, you last time we spoke, you had a hundred twenty-five thousand dollar note, I, which I think was just from five hundred startups. The two million that you just did was it a note or equity round? Uh, equity round, which is how things more work in, in the UK. And you're you're a, <clears throat> you're a JP Morgan finance guy. So so how do you value a company like this, where you're changing business models from subscription to one time? Like, what do you pin it to? Um, I, I think lifetime value is still the core of a direct to consumer uh, brand. Uh, so that's, that's what we are focusing on. I think us having very high repeat purchase rates was the main uh, attraction for our investors. Basically, it, it is uh, you know uh, it shows that the brand we are building is pretty strong. The product we have is pretty strong, mm. and as customers try, uh, they are willing to come back. So you did say about you said you did about five hundred last year. You're on track. To, it sounds like you've already done probably. 150 times four, what, maybe 500? You've probably already done what you did last year, I imagine, already in 2017, on track to ideally do 4 million. Atkins smile is confirming my numbers. But I think the way to value our level of companies is not necessarily through a multiple of revenue. It is more on the growth rate for any startup. Especially when you're building a brand rather than, let's say, a business service, we are doing a consumer brand, which is uh, which has a lot of equity value building up to it. Uh, this is another way to add as a component on so, top of the value. So, Akin, what, what was your pre-money valuation? I, I don't think we can disclose that. <laughs> yeah, it makes, makes good sense. <laughs> One of the themes, guys, I have on this show is I have very successful people at selling information on. People like Amy Porterfield. Uh, people that have online membership courses. And many of you will direct message me and email me and some of you even text me and said, Nathan, how do we do all this? How do we do the email marketing for a course? How do we handle the payment? How do we put the membership login on our website? You know, how do we get the course information organized quickly and easily? Well, the tool that people are using and a lot of people are using this, you can see at nathanlacka.com forward slash course. That's nathanlacka.com forward slash course. The trial is nice and free, which I love if you're like me. I just want to log in, tinker around, figure it out myself, and then decide if I want to use it or not. So it's nathanlacka.com forward slash course. This is the most straightforward way I've seen to launch your course. So you don't have to go buy 10 different pieces of software like email marketing plus payment plus a bunch of other stuff. It's all in one. The trial is totally free. nathanlacka.com forward slash course. Go there now. I'll see you there. Um, okay, good. Let's wrap up here, guys, with the famous five. Number one, Cam, this one's for you. What's your favorite business yep. book? Favorite business book? Um, Lean Startup, I think. 
Number uh, two, Akin, we'll go to you. Is there a, a favorite online tool you have? Favorite online tool? Uh, <laughs> I guess we are, we are addicted to Slack. <laughs> All right, Cam, back to you. Number three, I actually skipped this one, but is there a favorite book that you have that you like, you've read recently? Um, the most recent book I read was the Bhagavad Gita. So actually a bit of a bit of a spiritual segue. Oh, very <laughs> cool. Okay, so, just Skype that to me so I can get it in the show notes. Uh, number yeah, well, f- number four, Akin, I'll focus on you for these last few. How many hours of sleep do you get every night? Uh, now I'm, I'm reaching seven to seven and a half, which is a record in my life. And what's your situation? Married, single, do you have kids? Uh, married, no kids. Okay, and how old are you? At 34. Okay, last question. Take us back 14 years. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Uh, I don't know. I was quite free-spirited. I traveled a lot, uh, but I, you know, I wish I got into entrepreneurship a bit sooner. There you guys have it. Start your business sooner from the founders of Mori. We've got Cam and Atkin with us again. Launched the company really just last year, did over half a million bucks in sales. This year already, you know, four or 500 grand in sales at about a $2 million run rate right now with the goal to do 4 million top line. What really makes their business interesting is their average repurchase rate. The average customer is coming back four times, buying over four times, which is really amazing. Also, a lot of lessons there in transitioning from a software subscription service to an e-commerce service to how do you bundle to how how do you get cart value doubled since the last time I had them on. Regardless, they're on a tear. Atkin, Cam, thank you for taking us to the top. Thank you very much, David. If you enjoyed today's episode, go back and listen to yesterday's episode with David. He launched Edelman's digital uh, branch, and now he's leading with a new technology company in the artificial intelligence space. The question is, with such a great, diverse background, will he win? 